Hey, I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. Hey guys, welcome back to Forward Farming. We are joined by a very special guest today, um, but before we get into that, just want to say happy May and happy National Mental Health Month or whatever. May is Mental Health Month, and um, we have talked about this on the podcast quite a bit about how important mental health is and how important, wow, I said that funny, how important it is for farmers, especially to take care of their mental health. Um, We've said it before, we'll say it again, that farmers are twice as likely to die by suicide than any other occupation. Um, Farming is a very stressful job. There's a lot of unknowns, a lot of uncertainties that come with the occupation, and it's hard. Um, Whether you're a farmer or not, I'm sure you've been um, impacted by your mental health in one way, shape, or form, whether you're going through it right now, whether you are a new mom going through postpartum, whether you are a veteran mom and, and just struggling and just had a, had a not so great day, whether you are a student, whether who, whoever you are, I'm sure you know what it's like to just feel down in the dumps and, and feeling like it's, it's hard. Um, I've, I've been there. It was a long season of postpartum for me. And, and I wanted to share with you guys some of the tips and tricks that I started doing to take better care of myself mentally Um, as well as physically, um, I think the two really go hand in hand. And one of the biggest things that I did for myself was to carve out time for myself every single day, no matter how busy my day was, whether that be getting up in the morning and just going over the things that I'm thankful for in my, in my head before I get out of bed or, you know, before I go to sleep at night, be like, this was really, this was one good thing that happened today. Um, this is one not so great thing. And, you know, like your peaks and pits of the day and just really reflecting on the peaks and, and that really changed my mindset when it was either waking up first thing in the morning or the last thing I thought about before I go to bed, I try to focus on the good thing before I fall asleep. And that helps me wake up just a little bit better, um, the next morning. And another thing that I started doing was kind of prioritizing my physical health. I thought I was doing a lot um, by by being a mom, and my main job has really shifted from you know being out in on the farm to being a stay at home mom, and that was a really tough um, mindset for me to to adjust to, and I felt like I was doing a lot at home, um, but then at the end of the day, it's like, what did I do all day? You know, when your husband comes home and. He's like, oh, how was your day? What'd you do? And you're like, I, I don't know. I did a lot, but I couldn't tell you what I did. And that, that really weighed kind of heavy on me and, and just kind of just retraining the way that my brain would think about things. Um, so instead of being like, well, I didn't really do anything. And we just kind of sat here. It's like, no, you, you were being a mom. Like that's the most important job that you can have. So retraining the way that your, your mind thinks about situations and, and just, whatever the negative situation is, just try to, to spin it and find a positive. If there's something, if there's a situation, if there's a problem that you're facing, how can you spin that to make it just a little bit more positive? Um, to find that silver lining in, in all situations has been 
a game changer. It was something that I was really good at doing. And then it, I got kind of buried so deep that I stopped doing it. And once I stopped doing that, it, it became overwhelming. Um, so that, that was one thing that I kind of started to train my brain with. And another thing that I started doing along with more physical exercise and kind of carving out time for myself every week to do that physical exercise, whether it be walking, when it started getting nicer, like being outside and walking does wonders <laughs> for your brain, for your serotonin, getting that extra vitamin D, great. If um, that meant going for, uh, I invested in a Peloton. Um, so when it was cold and I couldn't get outside, I'm still moving. I'm still doing something, getting my heart rate up a little bit. And uh, I've, I've really enjoyed, I didn't think I would, but I started enjoying the Peloton app a lot. Um, and then I, I've been lifting weights quite a bit as well. So just really, unlike my really stressful days, it helps me get my frustrations out, to lift heavy things and put them back down again. Like that's something that really helps me with my stress. And when I have, um, no matter what, what exercising I'm, I'm doing, I try to take five, at least five to 10 minutes to sit and meditate and, and just really check in with myself. And I do that through the Peloton app, but I'm sure you can find a lot of other self-guided um, meditation apps or even on YouTube. I'm sure there's some out there. And I just took one, um, a meditation yesterday and it was a five minute one. That's all I had time for. And it was a kindness meditation. Um, and I had to stop and like open up my phone and, and like write this down. Um, because like it, it was, it just made sense to me in this, in this time that I'm in right now. So I wanted to share a little, um, snippets with you. So maybe if you are struggling or if you are looking to get into meditation and, and like the biggest thing for me with meditation is I never thought like, I wasn't big into yoga. I wasn't big into like the, the hippie crunchy stuff, but <laughs> like meditation is, a game changer for me. I am the first time that I did this, I sat down and I did a 10 minute self. It was like a self check or like a self diagnostic meditation through the Peloton app. And I sat down and within the first two minutes, I had a, a trauma release. I don't know if I've talked about this on, on here or not, but, um, it, it was as simple as me just checking in on myself. And, and I realized that I hadn't done that. I hadn't really checked in to see how I was actually doing. I, I knew I wasn't doing well, like everything else was telling me I wasn't doing well, but it took for me to just look inside of myself and be like, Hey, how are you? Like, what, what do I need to be doing to make myself better, um, all around? And it, 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 I couldn't stop crying. Like it was just all of this emotion coming out that I think I had been building up um, for a really long time. And I, I swear as that was the fastest 10 minutes I've ever experienced. And as soon as I opened my eyes to come out of this meditative state, I felt like the weight of the world had been lifted off my shoulders. I felt I, I like all the stress in the world was gone. Like I felt like a, like a brand new human being. And that was probably like the highest high I felt in a really long time. And so I keep I keep wanting that feeling and I, I can manage it through med meditation. It's, it's wild. So if you never tried it, give it a shot. Um, 
anyway, getting back to this, this kindness um, session that I just took, the main takeaway was all about how you need to retrain your mind to seek the joy in life. There's so much that you miss out um, because you're not, you're, you've just had so many experiences where you're not looking for the joy in life. And once you start retraining your brain to see the small things that you often overlook, or you might've stopped romanticizing your life. Um, as soon as you start doing that again, as soon as you can start training your brain to pick up on these little everyday things that seem so mundane or seem so, so basic, once you start seeing the joy in that, your, your entire view on life is going to change because happiness presents itself when we acknowledge and receive the joys. So some things like making your breakfast, just being like, wow, I'm really thankful for the food that's in my fridge. I'm really thankful for my body allowing myself to, to digest this food properly. You know, again, going back to like the, the crunchy things, just being really, being aware of, of all of your blessings and, and, you know, life doesn't seem so bad when you boil it down to the simplest things and, and to just go out. And once you find those little joys go out in the world and seek it. So like, I love going outside and looking at, at things through, through my kid's point of view and being like, wow, there's, look at these bumblebees, look at these flowers. Like, yeah, we're getting dandelions back. And you know, what might've been viewed as like a terrible weed, to him, it's this cool thing that he hasn't seen before and to show him what a dandelion looks like and, and smells like and just experiencing those simple joys is huge. It's been a huge game changer. So give yourself permission to reside with that happiness in your heart. And you might feel like you're just buried underneath all of this mud and, and just really hard, terrible things, but you got to work to dig through all of that to find that happiness. So again, just give yourself permission to reside in that happiness within your heart and, and seek the joy in life. Anyway, that to summarize my meditation, I don't have a very meditative voice, but <laughs> that mindset is something I've been really working on within myself. And, and just, it takes a lot of pressure off um, of, of the big things that makes a big thing seem not so scary when you kind of boil it down to the simplest joys and sure there's always going to be hard times there's always going to be stuff you need to get through um, but finding ways to deal with your stress is huge if you need any help or guidance um, never feel afraid to reach out to someone uh, you know like becca and i are always here if you, if you guys are going through something difficult and you feel like you can't have anyone else to talk to, we're always here um, to listen and, and to help the best that we can. But just always remember the feelings that you're feeling right now are someone, there's many other people feeling them as well. And as isolated as you feel within those really hard feelings, someone else has probably gone through them as well. So please reach out when you are feeling over so overwhelmed and just in in the thick of it. So anyway, uh, May is mental health awareness. I just wanted to let you guys know um, and kind of 
shed some light on what's been going through my brain and, and why I've been a little bit quiet on social media. That's not bringing me um, joy right now. I'm, that's not something I'm gravitating towards to bring me happiness um, as much as I used to. <laughs> Sorry, your porter screaming in the background. Uh, he needs to find some joy in his life. <laughs> anyway, um, I hope you guys take care of yourselves uh, physically, mentally, any way that you see fit. I hope you're all doing well. Um, and in today's episode, <laughs> let's change gears here. Uh, today's episode, we are joined by Megan Giles. And uh, Becca actually reached out to, to Megan and uh, wanted to learn more about tallow products. And this was something that I, I, again, have zero knowledge on. So it was really interesting to hear how Megan kind of um, started her business and uh, how she took it from something to help her kids and to reaching out to stores and, and selling it um, in her community. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And again, if you have any questions, we will leave um, all of our contact info down below as well as Megan's. So make sure that you check out her stuff and uh, go give her a little bit of love as well. So thank you guys so much for being here and um, enjoy today's episode. Hey guys. So today we have a very special guest joining us today. We have Miss Megan Giles and she is from Farmstead Organics. And I, I'm really excited to hear all about her story. Um, Becca kind of introduced me to Megan's story um, since Becca started getting into the tallow making with the candles. And she said, Megan would be a really great person to talk to from kind of a different perspective using the tallow products. Um, into like body butters and lip products and just face stuff and all of the things. So welcome Megan to the show and thank you for being here. Thank you, Amber. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Amber um, just kind of went over stuff with me and um, actually when Becca reached out, she's like, hey, would you be, hey Becca. <laughs> um she was like, hey, would you be interested in coming on the podcast? And I looked at my husband and I had like tears in my eyes. I was like, fangirl moment, fangirl moment. <laughs> <laughs> so well, yeah, I'm happy to be here. We appreciate you taking time for us because I know you've got a couple little kids and it's hard to make time for everything. So would you mind kind of just starting off by giving us a little bit of your background, a little bit of your history, what you do, where you're from, how you got to where you are now? Just, just a basics. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, so, well, we have a beef farm. Um, so I'm all about the kind of like farm life, promoting farm um, products. And so the tallow was a really good fit. The other thing that I'm pretty passionate about um, within like the last two years is just kind of like being more natural and using local products and especially like anything ag related, I guess, that can better our lives. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's a good way to put it or not, but um, both of the boys have always had eczema since they were born. They've always had eczema pretty bad, especially in the winter, you know, their skin gets dry. Um, and so I was looking into making my own lotion because nothing was working. We actually got a steroid cream from our doctor and that wasn't even working. So I'm like, what am I supposed to do? You know, type of a thing. So I started looking into it and looking into it and I'm like, I'm just going to make my own. So I start Googling like 
what can I use? What can I use? And I'm like, tallow, that's great. Like we have a beef farm. Now, granted, we don't. So a lot of our beef that we raise is for show stock. We sell a lot to 4-H kids um, to show, but um, we don't butcher a lot. So I don't get to use our own tallow, unfortunately, but we do have a meat shop in town and their farm is actually on the same road as us down the road. So in their meat shop in town, they have tallow. So I go there and buy their tallow, which is great. Um, and in return, I get to sell my inventory at their store. Oh, so nice. that's been super fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, it's kind of just been like, I started and then people started asking me about it. And I was literally starting this as a hobby to like help the boys out with their skin and like for my own sanity to like find clean products and just I don't know cut out all the junk that's in stuff mm -hmm. you know um but yeah so it, it, it just spiraled and then I was telling Amber earlier I said once I started this I'm like what else can I make my brain just started spiraling <laughs> I'm like okay I gotta make this and this and this and I have a whole list of recipes I want to try but I try everything on myself first for like a good week and then go from there. <laughs> I did the same thing when I like started looking into tallow. Like there's, I mean, there, there's so many things you can do. And I was like, okay, I need to make this and this. And then my mom would be texting me. She's like, you should make this. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't have enough hours in the day. I know. I know. I feel that. I just, um, I don't know. I've like, when I first started, I was giving it to like my mom and my sister and my grandparents, I'm like, can you try this and tell me what you think? Can you try this and tell me what you think? <laughs> but yeah, I had some good testers, that's for sure. How that's long? Because it's hard to, like when you're putting a product on yourself, it's like, yeah, okay, is it going to work? Or like, is it going to affect different people? So that's nice that your uh, family could be guinea pigs for you. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice a pretty big change with your boys with the eczema when you started using it? Like, could you notice in like a week or so? Yeah, um, I I do notice that like, I mean, it's not a cure by any means. Obviously, it's a lotion. It's topical. Um, so, I mean, I've noticed if I do it every day consistently for a week, it's basically gone. Um, Easton, especially our oldest, he gets like, I don't know, like quarter size spots on his one leg and they get raised and kind of red and like Ouch. I don't know inflamed almost and it completely calms them down and takes the redness away he does have a little bit of bumps left over but by like day seven they're completely gone um the other thing I found out which is on my list of recipes but just raw tallow um for diaper rash is like a heaven scent. It's like the best diaper rash cream I have ever used. Um, and I gave some of our friends, they have a newborn and I gave them some, he had diaper rash, nothing was helping. They tried it for a day and they said it was completely gone. Wow. So it's just like, like a rendered tallow or yep. Yep. Just the rendered tallow. You just, you know, slap around there and you're good to go. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it works pretty good. So I'll have to try that on Jack next time. I started finally keeping some rendered tallow for myself so that I can like cook with it. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I either use butter or tallow at this point now, but we were using so much like olive oil and stuff in the cast iron pans. I'm like, I literally have tallow of the wazuga. Like yep. <laughs> I use it for that. 
Yeah, now I just keep like a bowl of the render towel, like before I put it in the mixer to whip it, I just plop some in a bowl and I keep it by the stove. And then I put that in my cast iron pan for like my eggs in the morning, or if I'm frying burger or whatever I'm making, I just plop it in there and it saves on the butter. Not that I don't like my butter. I do like my butter, but <laughs> just to like grease the pan, it works really good. You can never replace butter, <laughs> but you can replace the other oils. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, that's the other thing. One of my friends, she was saying something about, um, well, she's lactose intolerant. And so I was telling her how I was using the tallow on my pans and for like, um, just like oiling the pan, the cast iron pans to like, what is that called? Is it called oiling? When you um, put the seasoning? seasoning? Seasoning. Okay. And she's like, oh, that's a great, you know, she can't have butter because it does not agree with her um but she's like oh I should get some tallow from you I'm like yeah just use render tallow and slap it on your pan it works great yeah and the good thing about tallow um it's usually pretty cheap if you buy it at your local butcher because a lot yep. of them throw it away mm -hmm. yeah and it's there's so many things you can do with it but it takes time to do all those things with it like today yeah. I just I went and got more tallow and um we he saved me a box and then he was like yeah my guys didn't save you what I told them to like I only have a box he's like do you want more I was like well ideally you know I drove an hour and he's <laughs> like well let me get a knife and the ladder and so we just went into their hanging room and like he was holding the ladder for me and I was climbing up cutting it out and I got more tallow that way but he's like it if we don't save it for you and like every now and then older ladies buy it for the bird feeders or um they make like a suet soup apparently, which kind of sounds not good. Sound yeah, it doesn't sound healthy, right? But um, yeah, a lot of the times they'll throw it away just because they have so much of it. Oh, before we keep going, Sorry, do you want to explain what tallow is for people who might not know? And like some, do you know like some of the health benefits and like all of the that kind of stuff of it? You want do you want me to explain it or whoever it? knows anything because I don't How about I, okay I'll, you explain all the benefits because you probably know that better but like the tallow um for for the purpose of like what we're doing it's like the internal fat essentially um of the cow that kind of surrounds the organs um so it's like a I'll just maybe post a picture on the Facebook page or the Instagram too but it's like I don't want to say it's fluffy like how would you describe it it's like it cut it does look yeah so I do know there's a couple different kinds of the tallow so there's called the leaf fat and then the tallow suet so the leaf fat I guess is around the organs and then the leaf or the suet whatever I don't know is I guess like further away from the organs so the Probably um the leaf fat brain. yeah and so I guess the leaf fat is supposed to be a little bit harder and it's supposed to be better for like lotion making and stuff the stuff I buy is just kind of all mixed together which I feel like it all turns out the same once you render it anyway so I don't really know if it matters but um I get a lot of questions about tallow versus lard I had a post about that on my page a while back and I don't know it's just the different tallow's beef fat and lard is pig fat you know it's just kind of but yeah going back to what it looks like it is kind of like fluffy almost it looks kind of like a cloud cut out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take a picture of one of the ones that I took out today and and show it to you Amber it's, it's you. hard to describe but it's like cool and it's like 
once you get most of it cut out of the cow, it's easy to like pull apart. Like it's, um, yeah, it almost like chunks apart. Yeah. It has like layers. Now we're just grossing Amber out, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to picture it. Cause like, I've, I've never butchered a cow, obviously. So I'm thinking of a deer and I'm like, I don't, I'm not that familiar with it, I guess. Oh, I guess I'm just used to like, I swear, yeah, the, the packs I get are like big chunks. And so it literally looks like if you were to get like a big chunk of butter almost, but it does like the stuff I get does have like a little bit of like, I don't, I don't actually know what it is, but red, it's not, I don't think it's meat really, but it's like red. Uh, you might know Becca. I don't know. <laughs> so apparent. Okay. I just learned this today, but there's like an inner tenderloin okay um but that is me but we cut it out one I'm gonna cook it like it it was like embedded in the fat so he like um our butcher said Mm. that most people don't get it or like don't even know about it and I'm like wow this would probably actually be a pain in the ass to cut it out every time because it's like he really had to cut it out and then um uh trim it down quite a bit to get all the fat off of it but um the what did I cut out of them? The liver? No. What's the other? The kidney. The kidneys. Um, we had a cut out of them today. But I have one that I'm pretty sure, like, I don't maybe there was just a lot of fat around the kidneys, but like I kind of had to carve out, it looked like the kidney still. I had to carve that out. So I wonder if that maybe is it. And so was that tallow around the kidney? Did you feel like that was harder than the other stuff? I've always been interested, like. I want like a cow to like go look at. Um, I don't know. I do have the whole ones though. So I'll, I'll send you guys a picture of them and then you can okay. kind of see. Yeah. It, well, next time you're a butcher, just ask if you can walk in his hanging room because it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I feel like it would be interesting to like see. I don't know. Just like what, ta- I mean, when you get tallow in a package, it all kind of looks the same. So to look yeah. at it, the cow still hanging would be very interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So like when I get a steak and it's cold, like not cooked yet, and it has like that firm fat around it, is that, or is that just fat? Is there a difference between fat and tallow? Or is um, it kind no. of the same? It's just like a different, from a different location. But I noticed, so when I first started playing around with tallow, I had gotten um, the fat from the entire cow. That was not what you want. <laughs> I, I didn't know any better. And like, I told the people at the locker plant, this is a different locker plant. I told them like what I wanted to do. I think I told you about this Amber, but like, so I was rendering it down and it was just, it didn't harden up. Like it was, it was too fatty. Like it was, there was just too much fat. And um, so it didn't harden and like, you couldn't do anything. And then, yeah, when I went to Bloomington, Steve's like, back up, back up, back up, back up. That's not what you wanted. And so that's when he took me in and he's like, this is what you want. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's interesting that you say that. I had one batch that I rendered that did not turn out. And I'm like, what did I do wrong? And I was kind of like messing around with a couple different things. You know, like when, I know when you said you rendered and you're trying to get the smell out of it. That's mm-hmm. when I was kind of messing around with it. So it's either something I put in the crock pot or it was the tallow. I don't know, but I it couldn't did, get yeah, it to it harden. It way more beefy too, the, when I use okay. like the entire thing. So I don't, I don't know, the makeup of the fat maybe is different. I mean, it's like slimier, you know, it's just mm-hmm. heavier, but yeah. 
Amber's like, yeah, I'm having a big old steak. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so you started with the lotions. Where yes. did it go from, from there? Like, did you think at that time, like once your family said that they started, that they liked it, were you like, oh, maybe I can start selling this or were you kind of like right away were the wheels turning or how did you go from just trying to help your boys out with their eczema to all the products that you have now? Like what was that bridge that got you there? Sure. Um, my husband, <laughs> plain and simple. I, so I was making it, I make it in our kitchen with my KitchenAid, you know, I just mix it up. Um, and I was like making stuff and I'm like, oh, I should try this and I should try this. And I was, my goal was to try and make everything that I use on a daily basis to make it on my own. Um, so not with tallow, I make my own toothpaste and my own mouthwash and then like some other stuff that's not tallow based. Um, but as far as tallow, I was, do I did the body balm first and I was using that as like my main lotion. And I use a scrub in the shower for Amber. I remember a long time ago, you talked about your barnacles. Yes. I also get those. <laughs> so I use a scrub in the shower and I'm like, I wonder if I could make my own scrub, you know? And we have a local coffee shop that I absolutely adore. And um, it's Hope and Anchor and they sell their ground coffee and you can do a coffee scrub. And so I'm like, okay, I'm getting some coffee grounds after work. I'm going to go home and make a coffee scrub. And um, so I went home and made the coffee scrub and I brought some to the owner of the coffee shop to try because I'm like, try this out again. I need guinea pigs. So try it out because my opinion might not be somebody else's opinion and my skin might not react like somebody else's skin either. So I gave her some and she's like, oh my gosh, you know, this is great. It's amazing. So I kind of went from that to, okay, well, I'm a chapstickaholic. So I'm like, I'm going to try chapstick tried that, liked it a lot. And then I had people like asking me, like, if I'm going to start selling it. And I'm like, no, this is a hobby. Like I have enough hobbies. This is just going to be another hobby. I'm not doing this as a business. And then my husband goes, well, are you going to sell this stuff or what? And I'm like, no, I'm not. He goes, are you sure? I think you should sell it. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a very short I have to say it's been like a very short timeline I think I started back in November December and now it's April so it's just been a very like I started posting stuff and then people reached out to me to sell in their stores and then I had people you know asking to buy it and it's been it's been great it's been fun um but it's been kind of a whirlwind it's just my brain's always running now that's really, that's cool. Cause I, I think a lot more people are being more conscious of the products that they're using on their skin and, and trying to be, um, as a local, you know, buy as, as local as they can. So to have all those connections, just, you know, reaching out to the coffee shop and, you know, finding resources that way is really smart. And I don't remember, did you recommend hope and anchor to me? Cause I did something with them earlier a coffee shop I don't remember what it was Maybe. but I know that name it's always and I know on that, my Instagram <laughs> yeah I did something with them and they were super nice but anyway that's that's a really cool connection that you have um yeah. and and have people in your community responded well like are you are you keeping up with everything and have you noticed like an increase in in sales lately 
Yeah, I feel like I'm trying to think of when I put it into the meat shop in town. Um, I can't remember. It's only been there for a couple of weeks, honestly. So I haven't had a whole lot of foot traffic, like as far as inventories, like flying off the shelves quite yet. But I, the thing was, I had a lot of orders ahead of time. And so, you know, once you get stuff, you use it for a while. So there's going to be, I feel like, times where I have a week where I only have a couple orders and then there's going to be a week where I'm bombarded. And then, you know, I feel like there's kind of ups and downs with it. Um, this last week was pretty busy, which is good. Um, and I actually have a drop-off location at the store in town too, which is nice. So people can message me, put in an order, and then I bag it up and I bring it there and they can pick it up whenever they want. That way they're not coming out to my house. And then I have to figure out, okay, when am I going to be home? And then they can just go to the store, pick it up, pay at the store, and then we're good to go. Um, but yeah, as far as like local, I just, I don't know. I, I'm sure it's just like a Midwest thing, but I'm just passionate about if I can buy something local, I'm going to. I don't, not to say that I'm not obsessed with Amazon because I am. <laughs> I think we all are, especially with kids. Um, but I mean, like the tallow, the coffee, um, just really anything that I can buy locally. Uh, Becca, I know you, what is that candle supply down in Milwaukee that you had posted about? Oh, it's like sweet little candle co or. Okay. Something like that. I think like their that. Instagram name is like sweet little candle or sweet little box co though. They sell okay. more than just like candles. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. When, when I saw that, I was like, I'm not going to look at any other candle warmers. Like if I can buy it from someone in Milwaukee, like in Wisconsin, sign me up. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's so where I was going with that is I looked at their website because you posted that and I'm like, I wonder if they sell like jars and stuff I could use. So I looked on their website and reached out to them about getting jars because the jars that they use for their candles looks like very similar to what I use. So I'm waiting to hear back from them on that because I right now I order mine from a supply company. I don't even know where they're from actually. Um, but if again, if I can buy it from Wisconsin, why not? You know, so the more local I can get, the better. So I'm really trying to work on even like my labels. I tried to go to the local printery and get them done. Um, unfortunately, that didn't work out just because of timing, pricing, and you know how labels are. Yeah. <laughs> so um that didn't work out, but anything local that I can do, I'm definitely all about it. That's awesome. And I think people appreciate that. And like, they want to, you know, if you can kind of use that in your marketing, that's going to make them more apt to like try you out and stuff like that. But right. Um, I like how you, you know, that there's going to be busy times in slower times, because I think as uh, someone like in a business or starting out in a business, like you think that the only way you're going to succeed if you're like super busy all the time. And then it, you kind of get like disappointed when you have a day with like out any orders or something and it, it kind of weighs on you. So it's, I like that you like kind of have that mindset that, you know, and especially too, it's good. Obviously your products are going to last a long time. So it's good that you are like, you know, you want repeat customers, but like, it's also a good thing that the product's going to last them at least a few months. Yeah. And yeah. The face again. Right. Yeah. I know like the, the Talibums, I feel like they're four ounce jars. I could probably make an eight ounce. I have eight ounce jars for the scrubs. Um, 
the four ounce jars last me, I would say at least a couple weeks if I use it like full body every day. Um, but the face cream, it's a two ounce jar and that sucker lasts me. I'm still on the same jar from a month ago and it's like half gone. I can't even hardly believe it, but it just, you need just like a little tiny bit and it just goes a long ways. So yeah, yeah. a little bit does go a long way. I, <laughs> when I was making lotion for the kids, they're like used to regular lotion where you need like a decent amount of it. <laughs> I'm like just just a little fingertip you guys like you don't need that much and then they'd have like just just all grease oh my god come here (laughs) oh that's great do you have any plans to expand your product line anytime soon um I'd like to do a website of some sort um I don't know. My husband and I were talking, I think it was maybe last night about like goals. He owns his own company too. And we both work outside the farm. So kind of got a lot going on and, um, you know, he wants to expand and I would love to expand too. And he's like, well, like, what's your goal? Like, what, what do you want to be doing? And I'm like, well, ideally I'd like to build, you know, like a store and then have like a storefront where you can buy like whole foods and local products and local beef and we actually have and you probably haven't heard of it but um it's called greenleaf farms and they do lettuce and like microgreens and oh i hope they don't watch this i can't think of all the stuff <laughs> leaf lettuce and i don't they do a whole bunch of stuff with aqua aquaponics mm-hmm. and um So all of the, like, again, all of the stores in town, they use their lettuce on their burgers and their salads and stuff like that. So it's a whole community of like everyone helping everyone out and to have a store where you could just bring all of that to one place would be awesome, I think. And just to have, you know, local meat, local veggies, local dairy, maybe, I don't know. I mean, I'd love to have raw milk, you know, we can't. I don't know if that's legal or not, but pet food, no, not legal. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be, you know, that would kind of be a goal. So maybe like a, I don't know. like a farmer's market that's open all the time. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And just somewhere people can go and get fresh produce and they know that it, hey, it came from down the road, you know, type of a thing. I would love to have something like that around here. So I'm not just limited to my Walmart and my Aldi. I love them, but I would, I would rather pay extra to know that my food is local and, and like good quality, you know, I would, I would much rather have that. So I think a lot of people would be excited to see that happen. So if you could do that, that would be, (laughs) I think, I think it would be really huge. And a lot of people would appreciate that. So don't, don't give up on that one. That's a pretty cool (laughs) idea. And it's like a convenience thing too, because, you know, a lot of farms do sell, but it's like, you got to go to one farm for your eggs, one mm-hmm. farm for your beef. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot easier just to go to Walmart than at that point. Right. But, you know, then if yeah. you can store with it all, that's like, that's my long-term dream too, is to like have a, just a, st- a little farm store that like, I could just have like local products. That's all I would want. Or if I can get my candles into a store like that, that'd be cool too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Probably absolutely. more feasible for me, but yeah. Well, even like the meat shop in town, I mean, they're obviously like 
their beef is raised in Chautauqua and it goes to the butcher and then it's sold right in town in Chautauqua. And, um, you know, for that from like, literally, I like to, I know some people say like farm to table, I say pasture to plate. It's like, you can, a lot of, Chautauqua is a pretty big tourist town. So it's kind of funny in the summer when they go to the meat shop and buy their beef and then they drive outside of town and they'll park like on the side of the road and like watch the cows. They're like, oh, that's where our food came from. It's not just from a store. It's actually from the pasture. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any plans to do like farmer's markets or a little like pop-up shops maybe this summer if there are a lot of tourists? Yeah, um, we have down it's not right in town but down the road um right off the highway there's farmers markets every Saturday morning and I thought about doing that again with two small kids it's it's hard I mean I'm sure you guys know that so ideally I would like to um and I know there's like so in May yeah May 11th I think it is there's like a women's health night that's in town I'm gonna do that um, and hopefully some farmers markets. I just can't commit to every Saturday morning from like mm -hmm. nine to noon. You know, we have family stuff going on or crops or farming or other business family stuff going on. So it's just not something I can do every Saturday, but some Saturdays I would like to, especially they do like a Christmas in July. Fourth of July is a big one for us too around here in town. Um, and then the coffee shop open anchor, they have a courtyard outside where you can like sit outside in the summer and they do a Christmas in the courtyard. Okay. So I'm hoping to do that in the winter and they have like hot chocolate and heaters and um, they, I think they did last year, they closed on part of the road. It keeps expanding, which is awesome. So I'm hoping to do that this winter as well. Awesome. You have, um, maybe you talked about this before I hopped on, but um, for like your products, do you have different, uh, I don't know if scents is the right word, but like different essential oils that you add to it or is it unscented? Um, so they're all, I do have one unscented tallow balm just because somebody might be sensitive. You know, I, there's some people that are just allergic to almost everything, which I feel for them that would really suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I do have a couple unscented, um, like the uns, not even the whip, just like the raw tallow I use for like baby butt cream or whatever. Um, but I do have a couple unscented. Otherwise, I have three body balms that are scented, and then two different scrubs, a foot rub, the face cream, and then the tension relief. And so all of those have essential oils and um, the one body balm that's the almond and vanilla that has, mm. yeah, that one's like the <laughs> popular one. They're both that's just like, mm. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that I kind of recommend if you have a small child, because it's not going to be too strong that it's going to irritate them. You can put it everywhere on their skin. Um, and it's just, it's really the best one. It also has magnesium in it, which if you put it on the bottom of your feet, back of your legs, it's supposed to promote sleep. Um, so especially if you have a little one that doesn't sleep. Yeah, right. <laughs> take, just pass out during the day. No. Oh, Amber, then, was it, that was you that you had to take um, supplements, right? Yeah. Yeah. I take magnesium. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. reading like that cream is better 
to use as a supplement because it like absorbs better into your body rather than taking like a pill or something. Yep. True. But I use magnesium for a different purpose. So we, we don't have to you, that. It, Yeah. We don't have to talk about, but it's a better alternative to like Miralax. So if, <laughs> if you got to go take some magnesium. <laughs> um, when did I have to take that? Do they tell you to take that with iron? Yeah. Okay. That gives me- iron will back you up. And I was going to say, isn't magnesium. that like leveling everything else? Yes. <laughs> That gives me PTSD from pregnancy, just thinking about oh. that. Yeah, the iron supplements that you have to take when you're pregnant. I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Anyways, um, um, yeah, but I, I have heard like maybe talking- oh. really well through your skin, but a lot of people are deficient in it. I don't know. I don't know why. Well, yeah, I would say, I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything, but I've heard from other people in research that like 90% of people are just deficient in it for whatever reason I'm guess I kind of just in my mind I'm kind of thinking it's because the foods that we eat now are not as rich and dense in vitamins and minerals as they used to be so that could be part of it I don't know maybe we're just all going downhill I'm just kidding. <laughs> I um I talked to to Kennedy the legendary nutrition dietitian dietitian um, and, and, uh, she was saying that she was taking, she made her own liver capsules to get iron supplements. Like, so she didn't go out and buy like this, what generic that iron she was making <laughs> her own. And she said that like her doctor asked her what she was doing throughout her entire pregnancy. Cause her iron levels just stayed like constantly good. And she's like, she still takes them just to make I her own liver. liver supplement. Do you, do you make yep. it? I don't, I would love to, if I could fit. The thing is with beef liver, you have to be really cautious about how much you take because it is so dense. And even like, it's supposed to be a really good treat for dogs too, if you dehydrate it, but you can only give them like a very small amount. I actually found that out this week from the lady that works at the meat shop, but um, yeah, it's supposed to be really dense in minerals and vitamins. So no. I was just watching like everybody's face. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I'm thinking of Jenna at Double O Farms, better name, I believe. Um, last year, I think it was, they took liver and they ground it and then they added it. It's not as gross as, well, I mean, I don't know if it's as gross as it seems. They added it to ground beef. So it was like a mixture, but it was like a, just a very little bit. So like you were masking the taste of it, hopefully for the most part, and like the texture of it with your ground beef, but then you were still getting the benefits from eating the liver. I don't know about your grandparents, but I've always heard of like old, the older generation eating liver and onions for like breakfast. I, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not going to try it, but I do take a beef liver supplement um, if I could make my own, that'd be awesome. But I have not ventured that way yet. <laughs> and again, like circling back to your to your point where we're nutrient deficient, like we're not eating the same kind of foods that you know they right. were. We have different methods of, you know, keeping food longer and and all that stuff, and that takes away some of the nutritional benefits. So maybe we do just have to go find our grandparents' cookbooks and start, you know, cooking with lard and you know all this other stuff, but. I'm all for lard, but I'm leaving liver. liver. (laughs) 
hard line at liver. <laughs> it's just so like. <laughs> we have some from the last beef we butchered, and it's just chilling in our freezer. And I'm like, we will never eat this. And now I'm like, second thinking it, I'm like, hmm, maybe I should try and eat that. I don't know. <laughs> hey, well, yeah, mix it with ground beef, and then I feel like yeah, that's a great put, idea. Like, I mean, if you put like spaghetti sauce or something else in it, like I don't. I can't imagine it would taste too bad. Or figure out, uh, talk to Kennedy, see how she's making those capsules. I wonder if she's just like dehydrating it and powdering it and then yeah. putting the capsules. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'd be concerned about dehydrating is it if it loses. Oh, sorry, our dogs are going nuts. I don't know why. That's fine. My kids are. <laughs> um, when you dehydrate it, I guess. I'd like to talk to someone who's done it before just to see if it like changes the I don't know the vitamins and minerals that are in it like does it lose all of its substance or is it still you know yeah, as it normally would be and I don't know how you could test that yourself but yeah maybe reach out to Kennedy and see what she does because she she said she does it so yeah that'd be awesome so, something's <laughs> gotta work a new venture for me yeah, there you go <laughs> next business plan yeah right beef liver capsules <laughs> that's what mine are called there you go yeah but it would be wisconsin made yeah yeah i should see where again i ordered mine off amazon because i can't find them locally um i should see where they're made out of that'd be interesting yeah well we won't keep you too late my kids are starting to go crazy <laughs> Thanks for at night, you guys. But um, before we before we wrap it up, do you want to tell everyone where we can find you on like social media and stuff? Sure. Well, yeah. If I can, I don't. I'm not the best with social media. I think I might have messaged you, Becca, a couple times about stuff. Um, especially like this was my first time making a separate Instagram for a business. We have like other pages on Facebook, but um. My Instagram is Farmstead Organics WI and Facebook is just Farmstead Organics. So um, yeah, look us up and give us a follow, check out our products. Um, Again, I don't have a website yet, unfortunately, kind of still working on that, looking at options. Um, I looked into maybe doing an Etsy store. I don't know pros and cons of that. Um, I know I talked to Becca about her website a little bit too. So Hopefully in the near future, we'll have a website, but as of right now, we don't. So just message with orders and um, thank you guys for meeting with me this late on a Friday night. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, I'm glad that we were able to all get on here and thank you for your time, really. Yeah, it is actually a miracle that Amber and I were together here and that, well, I mean, I was a little late. (laughs) I was putting Jackson to bed and I could not find his pacifier. Oh, we lost ours today too. <laughs> and like the kid shouldn't have a pacifier yet, but he just, he needs it at bedtime <laughs> for my sanity. So anyways, I was like looking everywhere and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be late, but we made it. So a we made quick, it work. We real quick story with the pacifiers. Is, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> That happened to us also this week, and I'm like, where's where's the pacifier? I know there's one out in the car. I don't want to run out to the car and get it, so finally I did. The next morning, our youngest son, Fenton, he goes into Easton's room, our oldest son, 
and he's got like a hunting blind set up in his room that's their like play tent or whatever I don't know so he goes in there comes out with three pacifiers <laughs> and I'm like are you hoarding these like a squirrel or like what are you doing I'm like why didn't you find it last night <laughs> right I'm like okay well here's all the pacifiers I guess mystery solved <laughs> oh that's funny after the yeah. snow melts we're walking through the yard and we can just see piles of like bottle nipples and pacifier like nipples and all this plastic stuff from when the dog ate them all and then just pooped them out in the yard it's disgusting it's like a little graveyard oh that's funny it's gross anyway thank you again for coming on here today and sharing your story we really appreciate it and we'll tag you in the show notes and on instagram and facebook so people can find you um, and don't forget to send her, to send Megan um, a message with any orders or any questions that you have about her products. Um, we'd love for you guys to try some of this stuff out because it, it's pretty great. So thank you, Megan, for being here tonight. And thank you guys so much for listening. If you're not following us already, please go give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram. We're getting videos up on YouTube and we're all at Forward Farming Podcast. Becca is over at Becca Hilby and I'm over at Cranberry Chats and thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.